Everybody. Welcome back to the Cult Classic Podcast. Cameron Jones here, along with my co-host, Jordan Jones. Uh, we're kind of getting in a fallish mood right now. It's been kind of gloomy around here, so we wanted to kind of keep it that theme and also go back to school for you. So we're doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Kindergartner Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Renegade police officer John Kimball is a man who isn't afraid to get his hands dirty to take down criminals. After years of pursuing career criminal by the name of Chris, he has to go undercover in his most dangerous mission yet, teaching kindergarten. Will Kimball be able to locate his nemesis ex-wife and her young child before Chris? Arnold Schwarzenegger does it again in this family-friendly action comedy. This is the crossover movie. If you want Jingle All the Way, you gotta get through Kindergarten Cop first. This is Arnold taking a break from his main action roles and trying to get into a family-friendly feel. You know, all the action stars do it. This is a PG-13 movie, and it deserves to be. Directed by Ivan Reitman. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Penelope Ann Miller, Pamela Reed, Linda Hint, Richard Tyson, Carol Baker, Joseph Cousins, and Christian Cousins. Kindergarten Cop. Right, casting crew directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, Canadian producer director. I mean, famously most. I mean, Ghostbusters also had his hands on Up in the Air, I Love You Man, and Disturbia, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Go back and check out our episode of that. Um, Up in the Air is Sun directed, so maybe he produced it. Well, I think some I think some of those are uh, producer credits. Yeah, directed Groundhog's Day had a partnership, working collaboration with um, Bill Murray for a handful of years before they had a falling out. There you go. Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, as John Kimball. I mean, you know who he is. I mean, he's the governor. But also, I mean, Terminator, Predator. Go back and see Jingle All the Way, our episode on that also. But uh, Twins with Danny DeVito. What's your favorite Arnold? Judgment Day, probably? I mean, it. yeah, it's, it's Judgment Day. It's the best. I'm trying to think if but there's if anything we, else if that But if we take that candle. one away, if we take that one off the table, because I think you have to, mm-hmm. um, I have a soft spot in my heart for the first Predator. Okay, actually, That's like my favorite, his action one. I actually might agree with that, but that's probably incepted just through you, I'd imagine. But uh, Terminator 2, by far, is just clear-cut, you know. Uh, we have Penelope Ann Miller playing Joyce, uh, the teacher, love interest, ex-wife of Crisp. Uh, she has a lot of TV credits. She's pretty much stayed uh, relevant, but yeah. she's not a lot of things I would have seen. Criminal Minds, Riverdale, American Crime. She was in The Artist, though, the Oscar-nominated, or Oscar winner from a few years back. Yeah, I don't but I remember. we don't who. know her character's name. No, but she was, like, one of the leading, actually, like, uh, okay, cool. like um, credited. Um, sneaky fact about Jordan Jones, I have that from my... Netflix uh, days where they sent you in the mail a DVD Mm -hmm. and I lied to them and I said I lost it (laughs) and I still and I moved with it to Cedar Rapids and they're gonna I have that currently have I and I've (laughs) never watched it yet (laughs) nice Uh, Pamela Reed plays Phoebe uh, his partner you might know her from The Simpsons playing Ruth Powers she voiced that Uh, also just an insane amount of TV NCIS LA or Los Angeles. Sorry. Uh, criminal minds, parks and rec, Grey's Anatomy. She's playing the detective type. Yeah. I mean, I, she does have a familiar face and I've seen her in things, but it's, it's just years of TV. Yeah. Uh, we have Linda Hint playing Miss Schlowski, the principal also just an absurd amount of TV. A lot of cop shows, NCIS, Los Angeles. Uh, she was in solo, a star Wars story. Uh, this actually hit for me. Uh, she's the narrator in God of War, the uh, the video game series. 
Uh, this will hit for you, though. She's also in Stranger Than Fiction, apparently, somewhere. She is. I'm trying to picture in Stranger mm, yeah, Than I Fiction. Yeah, uh, She's also on Nip Tuck. A lot of TV. Um, she's familiar. She's a character actress. I like her in pretty much everything I do. Uh, she's very small, very petite. Uh, it reminds much. me of Edna Mode from uh, The Incredibles. Uh, we have Richard Tyson playing Crisp. Uh, this is actually super interesting. He maybe had the most credits out of everybody. He's done an absurd amount of action movies and TV that I've never heard of. But I mean, he looks like generic goo number one. Kind of, but here's two. what's even crazier. He has like 20 credits coming out. Crisp like, is the villain, right? Yeah, yeah. The ponytail. He villain. has like 20 credits coming out of like the last two years projects he's been like working on. So oh. he has like a slated project of a shit ton for 2022. COVID's been good for him. I guess. I, guess. I don't know what he's making because I've never heard of any of the titles, but he's been busy. Uh, let's see, him. just to list some, we have War of Power, Mummy Dearest, Acts of Revenge, and then just a ton of other co- like actiony kind of titles like that. I guess the one I'm most excited from, based off title alone, is Mummy. Mummy Dearest. Dearest. Yeah, it's a horror mummy thing. Yeah, come back, on. From what the title looked like or the. So, um, stay tuned for our episode on Mummy, mummy Dearest, Dearest in the near future. Uh, Carol Baker plays Eleanor Crisp, his mother. Uh, she was on Roswell, Chicago Hope, L.A. Law, Murder. She wrote a lot of TV, a lot of TV. Uh, and then finally, the last one I have here for the actors, we have Joseph Coven. Sorry, we have Joseph Cousins and Christian Cousins. They're a set of twins playing uh, Dominic, the son. He he did a lot of he did a little bit of child acting, Critters Three, Twin Sisters, The Best of Dr. Seuss, and a bunch of other just kid stuff. But it looks like he he stopped there. Um, I'll give a little shout out. Uh, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, who is a director now, did Up in the Air, the most recent Ghostbusters. So I'm guessing he was kid. just the producer on it then. A lot of the yeah, cre- would, a lot of the later credits have been producing. So a lot of the, yeah, like, the yeah, later yeah. I think those. he produced you know all of his kids' early works. But anyway, uh, he was you know the kids making out at the end of the movie during the fire. Mm-hmm. That was Jason Reitman. Oh, nice. Um, music by Randy Edelman. Uh, he would also know him from Ghostbusters. He did the, a lot of the Beethoven kids movies. I think he did all of them, actually, the, the dog movies. Uh, he did Shanghai Nights, Miss Congeniality, Triple uh, X, Anaconda. But not all these are composers. Some of these he was just a musician in the uh, or- orchestra, and some of these he was the composer. But if you look at his work, he's worked on a ton of movies, not as a conductor, composer, or just straight-up musician. He's had his fingers in somewhere. Uh, but that's pretty much for the cast and crew. I, I mean, we're not going to touch on the kids too much because, like, uh, it's just a pain in the ass. Who who cares? It's, it was a lot of local kids. Anyway. Some of the kids did other things. Yeah, some well, of obviously, them some of the kids you did recognize. But I mean, we'll we'll get to it maybe later. Maybe in all know. honesty, and this is no insult to any of the actors, and it, it's Arnold and everybody else. That's kind of true. Uh, so. so with that, let's move it on to unverified. Welcome to the cult classic movie phone. The date is December 1990, and currently in theaters, you could have seen Howling 6, the six of the werewolf movies, you know. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, also in theaters the same month. What? The Godfather, part three. Edward Scissorhands, also in theaters that December. Look Who's Talking 2. And the I think ro- that's called Look Who's Talking Now. Nope, Look Who's Talking T-O-O. Oh, yeah, there might be a third one. Yeah, I think there is. Um, and The Rookie with Clint Eastwood and Charlie Sheen. But you chose to see Kindergarten Cop. 
And Man. you maybe should have seen Terminator 2 or Edward Scissorhands. But yeah, whatever. Both might be, all three of those movies might be rated PG 13. And honestly, there were like 15 other movies. Some I knew, but like there was actually a shit ton out this December. Not a bad time. Not no, a no. bad time. So what do we have for Unverified? Right. Of all of Arnold's movies, he has stated that this was his favorite role as it was a departure from his typical action hero. And he also loved working with the children. Um, so it turns out putting on hours and hours of makeup and wearing no clothes is a bummer. I imagine. And he's like, I just got to wear sports blazers and yell at kids. Yeah, it didn't seem too bad. I didn't even have to shoot half of my scenes with Although them. he did say also, I didn't write this down, but on Verified, that the first day he was very much like his character, that he was sweating quite a bit because he was nervous being around all those kids because he was, he was out of his element. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, I'm glad he didn't say this is his favorite movie like that he the, the the outcome he's saying this his is favorite the best role one i enjoyed that i enjoyed yeah, making this okay. was his best role he thinks. um speaking of the kids most of them were local kids from astoria and i've got to say the the movie felt very amateur for the acting of the kids they seemed like natural kids. there's like two and or the, three that you clearly yeah, know yeah. are kid actors and one of them i forget on verified it's her first movie the girl who has to pee i think it's hers the girl that has to pee ends up in Beethoven later. The same the Ivan Wright again. Same director, same composer, same kind of company. Uh, the kid that goes, uh, boys have penises and girls have vagina. I remember him from some Full House episodes and other. Yeah, kid he was shows a kid actor that time. At the time for sure. So those were the main ones, but you could tell a lot of them weren't. And for their efforts, they got paid thirty-five dollars a day. That seems underpaid, but whatever. Good for them. Uh, while yeah. filming in Oregon, Arnold gave a surprise commencement speech at Astoria High School. Wonder what that was about in like <laughs> in 1990. Yeah, in or 1990, just not years. No, later. no, I think that year he's like, "Hey, I'm in town. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Everybody, come out and see my film." <laughs> Essentially, Judgment. I mean, Terminator Two probably didn't need the nudge. No, but he did have to leave uh, shooting once or twice, I think, to film uh, trail like uh, not. It wasn't makeup shoots, but uh, like just trailer and promo spots for T uh, Two. So if this school and area looks familiar it is in oregon the oregon coast the elementary school was um just a few blocks away from the goonies house i did read that one too that's crazy i didn't put any sort of connection like that together but i mean it makes sense locations you know at the end scene of the movie when they're doing their like end of the school year fair mm. the coastline and i know a lot of the oregon coast looks like goonies but so did this <laughs> and it very well might have been the goonies coast. Uh, it was spread that one out if you could take anything from uh, it was 1.6 miles away or it's a three minute I imagine drive so that's how close yeah it is. that would not be that long of a ride let's say ballpark 20 minute walk yeah we're saying 20 minutes maybe not, 45 minute bad. walk so this one's actually not kind bad. of interesting so why uh terminator 2 was out at the same time is because kindergarten cop was postponed until christmas because uh ivan reitman was still working on ghostbusters 2 and he just needed a little more time post-production stuff God, man, Ivan Reitman was busy. I, did, I actually forget. I did not know he directed this, or I had forgotten. I, I, did, I had no idea he was connected to this either. Um, and the scenes where Kimball asked the kids where their daddy goes for a living, the answers were not scripted from the kids. And in fact, the kids answered what their real fathers did. And again, it felt very much yeah, like and that. Some of those answers were sad, too. Were dark. My dad That's watches TV all day. How do you feel being that parent? <laughs> and you're like, oof. This isn't gonna. Look, this isn't look good for me. They're like, "Hey, could you cut that out?" I was like, "Sign the release form. We gave your kid thirty-five dollars a day. You shut uh, up and you enjoy." And if you the don't movie. speak Spanish, if you're wondering what the Spanish-speaking girl says, she says, "My dad works from home and he plays with me a lot." And then they all cool. laugh at her for that, which is age weird. What a stupid little kid. 
Um, owning a pet ferret, uh, as Kimball does, is actually illegal in California, and it is a band that Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger supported. Man, that's just ironic. I mean, I mean, ferrets seem like the they're, ferret, they seem uh, Again, everybody bookmark this. If you hadn't seen the movie for a while, get ready to hear me talk about ferrets quite a bit. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be coming out. I just, I had completely forgotten that was a plot point in that um, so when Kimball handcuffs a witness to the corpse, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the opening scene of the right movie, the that corpse murder, <laughs> um, it turns out that there's regulations for every police forcing. Wait, what are we? Um, you're not supposed to do that, but I'm guessing that John Kimball broke a few laws. Oh, he was definitely then. shooting some warning shots close to people and punch. He was a little excessive. We'll get to that in a second, though. Uh, so what do you think of this? A possive, uh, possible alternate ending would have had Kimball shot and killed by Eleanor Crisp. Just, I imagine in the shower and he's like, no, she just bam, 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 just kills him. I feel like that's how he played it anyway. That's kind of true, but that would... He's like, oh, you rewrote it? dark for a family-friendly December movie, though. Wow. That'd be dark. Arnold Schwarzenegger demanded, as a condition to his participation in the movie, and this is a long one, that at least an hour of time was blocked up every day... So he could work out, and that a fully equipped gym was provided to you, him. This kind of sounds like it's like a requirement everywhere he goes, though. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like there's many trickle down things, but th- this is what the Rock's doing nowadays. Yeah. I, I feel like he here's has... the unverified of it, though. Did you see the uh, the second part? Oh, hit it up. Uh, when he arrived at Astoria, he noticed they didn't have a gym pr- provided for him, and he threatened to drop out of the film immediately. Uh, so then a group of local Astoria businessmen like cobbled together a gym for him in the local high school out of their equipment. So like the community was like, oh, don't leave, Arnold. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a gym. Oh, God, God, we and need they, this. We they need supplied this. all the equipment for him in the high school. I can neither confirm or deny if... Um tourism to Astoria rose or not, but that's too many. I mean, I think it already has some good tourism and I think Goonies is probably bringing there if anything, you know, or someone else. Hocus pocus. Um, let me, let me just check the box office on this. I'm more than curious. This may take me a second. So oh, that's if you want to fill in any like time with Barrett talk. I feel like it couldn't be great just because, I mean, te- there were a lot of good things in theaters at that time. The granted, it is your family friendly seeming thing around Christmas though. So this could be a surprise. Yeah, but Cameron. T2 in Edward Scissorhands. What to do? Yeah, but you got a movie star. Um, I'm reading $202 million, so maybe that's total. Of, and again, I what, still that's use... What it was, that's what they spent, or that's what it made? No, that's what okay. it made. Well, that's pretty good. Um, and I am still using um, Wikipedia. <laughs> nice. Uh, go back and listen to our that. other episodes. Go back and listen to... We're talking about. <laughs> or stay tuned for all of mine. So, uh, oh, geez, Wikipedia. $202 million box office. That seems like I didn't find the right number. Well, it does seem pretty good, but I don't know. He, two movies out at the same time probably helped. I mean, it was Arnold. He's a big, he's a huge movie star at the time. Uh, so this movie actually did have a lot of interesting facts, and I kind of just gave up midway through. But for, I mean, it's not like a crazy beloved movie, but it, it, it had an absurd amount on it. So if there's anything else we're missing, feel free to write in our social media and just let us know. But we're going to move on to questions, comments, animosities, animosities. Okay, so off the bat, just first comment, if Arnold is tailing Crisp at the beginning of the movie, he is suspicious as shit. He's wearing a big trench coat, sunglasses, and he's like 6'2 and a hulking guy. Like, he's not being that suspicious at all. I don't think he's a good cop. Um, I don't know whether he's a good cop or not. I do know that he's a bad undercover cop. Yes, he's drawing attention to himself. But more importantly, along that lines, 
Guys, when's the last time you all saw this movie? Do you remember there's a there's a beginning before he becomes a kindergarten cop? I barely remember it. And it's but quite violent. There's just a murder right off the bat. There is a murder in this PG-13. It does say there's violence and brief nudity. It said that before that. I did not see the nudity. Let me know if you see the nudity. Mm, I assume it that. happens maybe briefly during that sex scene with uh, Arnold's partner and her fiance oh yeah that's yeah that's what we're talking about yeah that makes sense um pretty dark beginning to the movie a and lot I do of reading that uh ivan reitman wanted it to be a little darker and they had to pull back so i don't know why he was pushing it so much the the thing i i noticed uh this is our so cameron and i are both millennials this is why if you don't like the way we are we are the way we are because this was a family flick <laughs> yeah so it's your you can see this here. I believe we got heroin dealers, murders, a murderous grandma. Oh, and just a comment. They were really pushing the slick 90s ponytail. More so for a villain, but you probably Holy knew karate shit. if you had long, slick hair and a ponytail for some reason. How long do we have to talk about this ponytail? All day, baby. That's all I want to talk about. Which, I never thought about it. What is that weird correlation with I wear a suit and have a ponytail, so I knew karate in the 90s? I think you just did. There's a you lot, just you know. Do. It was it was a Steven Seagal, everybody. Everyone just knew it. Um, the bad guy in this crisp is so goon number one generic. I can't believe he's a main character. Yeah. His face does kind of just seem henchman ish. And again, he maybe has the most credits out of everybody. Just maybe not the best ones. His ponytail is as iconic in all the movies we've done. Mm -hmm. I would throw this ponytail up there with being as distracting and beautiful as the saxophone player from Lost Boys. Oh, I, don't I don't know, know why that. we're... Okay, okay. Maybe I'm going <laughs> that off... Guy's, that guy's a whole other level. It's, it, it's, it's not a mullet. It's not a mullet. But it's no. definitely business in the front and ponytail in the back. So I you tell me. would look like draped down, though, because he clearly has the sides like shaved to be like that clean 90s cut still, you know? Yeah, sides are short. It's almost a tapered look in the front, but there's definitely a ponytail in the back. <laughs> oh, sure is. Um... Does it add to the movie? It might make the movie. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't get along with it. I thought to myself, if I... All right. And again, you're probably not going to remember the movie that well. But one of the plot points is uh, Crisp is looking for his kid at the end because he hasn't seen him. I mean, if you don't remember that, that's the whole plot of the movie. I don't know what anybody's going to remember from this movie because if, if you're... If it was Jordan, if you're like me, it was... I'm not a tumor. It's not a tumor. That's really <laughs> what I was working with here. Anyway... Hear me out. If I was a sketch writer to this time, um, I'd do the kindergarten cop sketch. Mm -hmm. And when Crisp is looking for his kid in the classroom, you would see a kid with that exact same hairdo. I'd be like, that's it. That's my boy. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't get on. I, I, I'm so enamored by the ponytail. It, it, is, it is so much. Okay, it we'll probably circle back to it, but I'm going to get us off that. Okay, sorry. sorry that's, make a, that's it. A couple comments, kind of animosity, but also just today, that German cop out of uniform pulling a gun in the mall. Would not go down like that. But just in general, him being an undercover police officer is so... What super specific undercover thing did we bring him over for? There's a German bar. We think there's... Oh, smuggling you're saying because he's Austrian or whatever his descent is? It seems is, like it would be Austrian very said. hard to get him in undercover situations. He just sticks out so much. Well, that's my whole thing with not only just in this role, but casting him as anything that's not the Terminator or Predator... Right. It doesn't make sense. I mean, this guy's the, it's the same as The Rock. It's gotten weird. It's all it's the gotten Rock's to the point where we're, so. we're desensitized enough now a little bit because he's just been making so many movies. But it's odd when you take a second to look at him in a movie. He's huge. 
Isn't it crazy that in today's standard, because The Rock has gotten so non-human and mo and and most like action stars or superheroes, mm -hmm. that Arnold actually looks realistic? Normal. Yeah, he looks sort just like of a normal, which he definitely wasn't at the time. I oh, mean, he just looks like a guy that goes to the gym a lot. You you bump into those guys on the street sometimes. It looks like science isn't as involved. There may be some like behind the counter alley stuff like roids, but science isn't involved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In his body. Uh, oh, and also just on that, we probably should say the whole renegade renegade cop beating everybody up and like shooting and just punching is definitely aged different. But for some reason, when it's still just like Arnold and like a, it's so campy and over the top, it, like it doesn't, I don't know, doesn't but age poorly for me. Really, there's no realism to this violence. Yeah, that's that's why essentially. It's I felt like because because of the lighting. It's very kid-friendly lighting, which is like a you know a balanced look, not many stylistic shadows or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like we're watching a stunt show. Most yeah, of the kind time. of. But like, that's what it like, feels like. Like he just like walks in at the beginning studio. to get that first witness and just starts shooting into like the couches and around everybody. Like he shoots a lot. Yeah, it just throws like that 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 dad he punches. Like he's gonna press charges against him now. Like it's gonna be all oh, way around in the movie. Oh yeah. Can't just be that, throwing that punches willy nilly. Yeah, but the, everybody everybody liked it because that kid's beating his kid. Uh, uh, put a side note on that. I want to talk about all the very adult themes happening in that. Oh, very. child abuse is definitely one of them that if we don't get back to, hey, check that out in the movie. There's some child abuse stuff going on. That, that was another uh, thing that Arnold wanted in the movie. He said if he wanted to be part of it, him and Ivan agreed that they wanted more realistic family issues brought into it. Dysfunction realistic dysfunction i thought this was the sequel to kramer versus kramer we were dealing with so many separated families and divorce when those kids were talking about their families and their dads i'm like whoa that is a weird is uh, wrench to throw in there they're like oh don't you know we're the single mother capital of the world good luck finding the mom here <laughs> no shit um it was a very if if you if you recall uh once once uh john becomes a kin the kindergarten teacher mm -hmm. which i think that there's a ridiculous amount of things that happen actually he, uh here's a here's an animosity his partner gets food poisoning and then that's the reason he has to go undercover as a kindergarten teacher yeah but you know what's even more stupid she later says oh it's just a stomach flu but she he was around her the whole time like he's gonna have it too and also just going off that she's fine in like a day a day two, two days a day. day and a half two days they're Just actually it like back, it's guys. not impossible to have another substitute teacher. I've definitely had multiple subs while a teacher's out. It, no one, they're not going to care. They're ki no one's going to pay attention or care. But on top of that, I think they just fired the teacher. Just let her teach oh, a couple. Dude, what happened that's to her? That's the biggest animosity. This is a question. That's okay. my biggest question. So at the beginning, she's like, I just, she, she's like, I just had to let this teacher go of 25 years. But it seems like she's like, you're only going to be here for three to five days. Why'd she have to do that? And then at the end, the principal totally throws that old teacher under the bus. Just by being like, Get oh, fuck we, yeah, we totally want John Kimball, the person who just made these kindergartens militant and just. Hey, Susan, shut the fuck up. John's back. Oh, you yeah. don't know him, but you he's were the awesome. worst. We love we John. We love him so much. They just hired a piece of eye candy. I think that's all they did, Jordan. Um, speaking of eye candy, this, uh, this school that John goes to is, Cameron said it, the movie says it, the, the single mom capital of the world. I don't know what that's all about. I assume they're all just ex-drug dealers' wives. Or like wife beaters, I don't know. Uh, that close Everybody to the ocean, I think it's just semen who have been lost to sea is what I'm going to hypothesize. Oh, I got more meth heads or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm your thinking dad, it's more like that too. Your dad's in France. Your dad died a hero, whatever. Quite a bit of thirsty moms, though. Everybody's trying to get this. Jordan, he's 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger in the most widowed town in America. Yeah, I I, I agree. But I, and this is no this is no shade. 
but he is just a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that's he's not that bald. He's sensitive and he's huge, Jordan. Think he's of huge. all the perks. Yeah, I uh, feel like the huge is the big part. The last thing that Arnold did want to have in the movie is as a uh, condition, he wanted to make sure that he made the kids mil- the whole militant thing. That's an Arnold thing that he included in the script. You mean one of the biggest plot points of the movie? Well, no, like they were going to, he was going to get his whole them, teaching style. He was going to get them in line, but it was Arnold's idea to make it a militant drill sergeant style. He wanted it to be like that because he wanted a, he wanted a physical exertion component to it kind of as a positive message to kids to like be active. I heard also. he came up to Ivan Reitman. He's like, do you want me to say a lot of lines? or Do you want me to blow this whistle? He's like, let's go with the fucking whistle. Touche. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. That's a good car, Arnold. We'll take that because we had a lot of dialogue we had to cut for this. Um, I do want to go. And this is not even a big part of the movie, but I want to, tr- I, I want to trace back to his, um, to Arnold's undercover work. Mm-hmm. His beard was distracting to me. He had a lot of stubble because oh, I, I guess liked he was a great... it. As much as I say, he was stuck it real out... or was it fake? Oh, it's real. I think it's just we're not used to seeing him like that. Okay, just a good look. Just you know what? Now Arnold when we look. see him with facial hair, I've only seen him with facial hair since it's been white now. So we never oh, saw since him... he's like an old man. Yeah, that age, yeah. So we've ne- we never saw him with that like actual like dark beard kind of you know. Okay, so we're we're pro beard. I was pro. I was oh, pro. I was, we're all honestly, pro. as much as he stuck out at the beginning, I love the look. He looked great. Okay, just a bad undercover look. He's a six foot. Oh, just how too tall much. is he? Six two and like three. Six two, two probably two hundred sixty pound ripped. Austrian man, Mr. Universe, Austrian man. Oh, undercover. trickle down on verified. But this was actually the first movie that uh, Arnold spoke German in, and what he says is. Um, it's when he's carrying out a kid, right? During it's the- when he's carrying his partner in, and he says, "I'm mad now. I'm really mad." Is essentially oh. what he says. Is the I thought he, I thought I might have heard a little um, German or Austrian when they were coming out during the fire drill. Well, maybe, but this was just the first movie that he ever actually spoke in uh, his native language. Okay, cool. The last? No, there's a, there's like two other movies where he gets like a scheisse kind of. I don't know what he says, but he has other things like that. This is a huge departure into. What obviously is some more friendly family fare that we're going to get down the line, like Jingle All the Way or Junior? I'm not a pervert. Check out our episode of Jingle All the Way. He he wasn't doing that before this. No, would you agree? Yeah, I'm like this this might be like his first leap into like the most acting he's had to do. Maybe would you say that? Um, yeah, but in all honesty, I I did watch this. The character works has already gotten some more realistic scenes in action. He still didn't talk all that much in this movie. No. It's still an Arnold performance. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed much. I mean, it's always been the same. Okay, okay. Um, the performance was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, throwaway comment. I would go with the uh, Jack Black, Mr. Schneebly style of substitute teaching, where it would just be recess all the time. Like, the first day when he's just grilling the kids for information, that's all I'd be doing. Why, why well, go through the, the motions, you know? Well, he's not there to teach Cameron or pretend to teach. That's he's what I'm there saying. Why, why, would he, why does he go through all the motions? Like, just get the information, get the intel. Because he sat down with the principal of the school and she's like, you're going to teach these goddamn kids, right? Oh, biggest animosity of the entire film. Why can't he be more forthcoming? Like, if it's true, like there's at that moment, no one is in immediate danger. Why wouldn't he just be like, oh, there's a mom who moved here. She had a dangerous husband. He's in jail, but we might. she might be a character witness. But has anyone moved here recently in the last five years with a kid? I think it's the language barrier. I think he's uh, an Austrian. Sure. You just can't have that conversation. I, I just, don't know. It's just, it seems like the police would have to and want to work in coordination with the school. I don't think they could just secretly do all this. If we're doing biggest animosity plot point, it truly is that um, Arnold's character should never have been the teacher. 
it should have been his partner. She should have been a couple days rest, and then she should have been doing the investigation. Yeah, like she would have done better. Like worst case scenario, just have that teacher keep teaching for two days. Like, oh, we have to push it back. Yeah, that's all. It, it seems like the principal would have been super lenient with it. Yeah, no problem with that. Um, just question. So he's just leaving the ferret in his car and in his jacket, like he's Hagrid this whole time. Okay. Um, we got to explain this a little more in case you don't remember a ferret in this on John's first How day could of you teaching. <laughs> Holy shit. I haven't, I haven't seen this movie maybe since I was a kid. I can tell you, I did watch it with Megan. She remembered everything. So <laughs> she's like, you didn't remember a ferret. I'm like, I gotta be honest. I didn't remember a ferret. So I'll just give a little refresher for the listener at home. There's a ferret. Um, there's a ferret. Enough said. You get it. Just ferret shit. John no, Kimball on has first, a ferret. On John's first day of teaching, he couldn't get the class corralled. It was a nightmare. So he's like, I'll be right back. He didn't say that, but he might have grunted it. He goes to his well, car. What he does is he just runs out of the room. And initially, my first comment was like, did he just leave those children? But no, <laughs> he just came back with a wild ferret that up until that point, we didn't know lived in the back of his car. Oh, no, we do. The Oh, no, that's not even the the most of it. He flew from Los Angeles to Oregon somewhere, I assume, probably their capital. So he traveled with, and this is ahead of the time, I believe, a live ferret in his duffel bag. I don't... We definitely don't see a cage. And even, like, the classroom, it's just, like, in a basket. Like, and the kids just keep it on him. It's just a loose ferret. There's got to be ferret shit all over that classroom. And his car. And all over his duffel bag. Yeah, just everywhere. Anywhere he's had the ferret, his jacket. Anyway... I don't know why there's a ferret in this movie. It does save the day at the end, briefly. I guess that's how we are able to murder the bad guy. <laughs> sure. But sure, yeah, just uh, if you didn't remember there's a ferret, hit me up on uh, Instagram or our social media. Email us at coldclassicspodcast at gmail.com. So question, do you think the parents were actually pretty still? Because I'm sure like it's not mentally the best thing for the kids just to be yelled at. But that first day when Arnold was like, shut up, you will do what I say. When his ki- their kids went home just quiet and respectful, do you think the parents were like, oh, nice. I think the answer to that is the parents were so thirsty, and I mean that That's in a sexual true. term. They could have done anything with their shitty kids. <laughs> they needed a strong male figure in the house, and they wanted it. I mean, how many, how many, how many single moms were there? Like forty? I don't the know. Whole classroom. I, I mean, most of their. I, I don't know. Too many of those kids had the fathers at home. It sounded like they're most of them lived far away. And if they did, they were deadbeats on the way out. That's true. Or beating their child. Okay, so let's go over the. The uh, adult themes that we have. We have child abuse. Sure do. Pretty passive. Got the weird kid in the class. A lot we of all divorce make fun talk. A lot of divorce. A lot of my dad's. A lot of anatomy. Yeah, there's uh, two famous quotes, I think. Uh, men have penis. Women Good. have vagina. Uh, and that wasn't the kid that was getting sexual abuse at home. His dad was just a gynecologist. True. So I guess they're talking about that. But then this one's really funny. Um, at the end of the movie, when John uh, embraces uh, uh, Joyce, they like kiss. One mm-hmm. of the kids is, just goes, they're going to do it. Oh, yeah. And these are kindergartners or her class, which may be like second graders. No, I think it was the kindergartner that said it. No, oh, you know the what? kindergartner said we're go- she's going to do it. I will say a little animosity. These people just met each other. They just started day- dating. Their kids. This, this is Jim and, and uh, Joyce. Yeah, Jim and jo- uh, John and Joyce. Sorry, John and Joyce. They, there's way too much PDA in the hallway right away in front of those kids. You got to keep that out of the class, unless you guys are married. Joyce left her class Several right times. away. A bunch of times. She's like, Baba Voom. What is that? Is that an Austrian accent I hear? Is he six foot two, two sixty? I know I've made swift, bad decisions in the past. 
Check out my little reject kid. I always got to travel. I also do years. find this trope crazy from these kind of action movies. It's like, oh, I'm such an innocent girl next door. But yeah, I was married to Rico, this murdering drug dealer. <laughs> like, how the fuck would that have happened? There's always yeah, that weird know plot of pack the, the innocent girl. that's like, I didn't know. I just get all of a sudden one day I woke up and I was in too deep. And we don't know what, uh, what, uh, uh, what's the bad character's name? Crisp. We don't know what Crisp is, except just generic bad guy number one does drugs. Him he's, and his mom he's a do drug dr- trafficker. Sell drugs. That's the main crime that Arnold is like, I'm going to get you on drug trafficking. But he seems to just be murdering willy-nilly. Yeah, at the mall. Yeah. At the mall. Um, you may not remember uh, exactly what happens with Crisp. He does get arrested on murder charges. Because there's a witness. You're going to be like, what happens to that witness? Who is that witness? Uh, biggest animosity of the movie. Why Arnold should have just stayed with the first character witness he had. You had the perp. Yeah. You, what did you need to know? I mean, essentially, they're like, she's a druggie. Her witness or like her character testimony won't stand. But like, you so left her for dead. You like <laughs> harassed her, shot up the place where she was living or hanging out and then left her for dead. So they seem like, to me, heroin addicts. Yeah, some, some sort of druggie. It doesn't seem like crack. It seems like heroin addicts. So Chris' mom, the grandmother of Joyce and Chris' kid. What's the kid's name? Dominic. The kid, uh, grandmother's Dominic Eleanor. murdered. Eleanor. Wow. Sold. <laughs> God. In the magic of editing, you guys, I'm not a name guy. We're going to say Arnold. Anyway, the grandma murdered the witness. Murdered her with poisonous heroin or something and something. that's how we got rid of her i don't even know uh so dominic dominic's probably gonna be super traumatized we already know that he remembers all the trauma from a child and he has like his laser fort so yeah he's dealing with some tower tower stuff i like how quickly of course that kid's fucked up i like how quickly the mom's like oh i didn't think you remembered that but then as soon as crisp is back she's like the bad men are here again you remember the bad like you know how i'm always worried about the bad men Oh, of course he remembers. You're always She's talking like, about yeah, it. It's only every night in my night tears. Yeah. Not the bad man, not my laser shit. <laughs> Gonna be in the woods for a while dealing with my laser shit. Of course. I don't even feel like John pride at all. It's like, whoa. Um, I do have a quick animosity, and this is again for somebody who just watched a movie like all of us and the listeners. Right. When John's going through the house to try to get clues about, I guess, who her ex-husband was, which is Chris. Mm-hmm. Goes to the, her underwear drawer, looking for stuff. Really holds the underwear for a long time. Does not close the drawer. Yeah, I was... was he, he goes through Joyce's underwear drawer. You know, I was weirded out by the whole search, because he's like, I'll be right back. And then he takes a long time just looking. Like, he doesn't even give a good excuse. He's a bad He's having cop. dinner at her house, because, again, she's thirsty. Everybody's making bad mistakes. I'll have the... Is he just considered a substitute teacher or a full replacement? Substitute. Do you do, do I need a, any sort of education to become a kindergartner teacher? Because he was just a cop, and from what I understand, he has no training, and the principal just lets him on. But like, do they I lied? Do, they lied to her. But do I need a degree? No. He she knows by the end when she knows he's a cop, and she lets him come back to work at the end of the movie. Like, do you? Does he need some credentials to be able to do that? Does he oh, need a degree wait. or something? He's just. A you cop. don't think that he's gonna be a teacher? I he? think he's back when his partner's oh. like, "Where should I send the invitation to?" It's him being like, I'm moving to Oregon. I'm doing this now. I thought he was just coming to visit them. You may be. It's a little tough to know how it completely ends because it does end in a freeze frame like it like movies do from this. time. Do we think that teacher in the background that's just smiling and clapping at those two teachers making out in front of all the kids was that teacher of 25 years or that? No, just, she got fired. Yeah, she's gone. No that's, pension. That's, you that's get just, the fuck out of here. That's just yet we've, another sub just filling in. We've got the again. And this is their, I believe, the Los Angeles Police Department, right? They're not like FBI. How do we travel state to state? Oh, yeah. They actually I they never, super narcotics. I don't know what. Thought his jurisdiction this. would even be. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Um, 
what's his partner's name? Phoebe. I like Phoebe. Yeah, she's I like her little. She's a weird, quirky character. She does get hit by a car. She sure does. She gets real hit by a car. That might be the thing that surprised me the most. I'm like, is she about to just get out in the open, wide open, clear as day, midday lighting, get hit by a car? The answer is yes. She sure was. But yes, don't worry. She is. She's okay. She gets hers. Uh, that's she gets a nice one-liner. Uh, you're not so tough when you're not with your car, are you? Just beat the shit out of you with the baseball bat. <laughs> Um, I just couldn't believe the the adult tones really jumped off the page. This might be the most adult PG thirteen movie. The one thing that I remember because it is it is packaged like it's just family, a family friendly fun film. I will and say though, that it's so much for more. being like just a nineties movie, it didn't age as terribly as I thought it was going to be. There was definitely something with sexual orientation they didn't handle well, just dealing with like Barbies and playtime and stuff and looking up dresses. But it wasn't as offensive as I thought it could have been. <laughs> I'll give you the most offensive thing that stood out a little bit. Um, on the first day of school, the there's a, a group of moms talking about the new kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, he must be gay if he's a kindergarten teacher and single. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, lot, weird. a lot of things to do with sexuality in this movie have aged weird. But a lot of the 90s movies we've done have had harsher language. So, you know, I guess it's a kid's movie, but happy surprise. Yeah, it could have been worse. It <laughs> sure could have been. Um, that's about all I got. Weird movie. If you're fond of this movie and remember some other uh, takes out of this that you think we should have uh, mentioned, let us know. But we're going to move on to recasting. All right, recasting. I think I have a few more than you, but let's go at the bottom of the totem pole here. Did you have the principal? I did. I have a really good one. I went Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin, give me a face here. The name's familiar. I'm Uh, I'm blanking. She's in 9 to 5. She's in the new Frank and Grace movie. She's a comedian. She's probably in her 90s now, but you know exactly who she is. I know you're talking about. Uh, I did Mindy Sterling, who plays Frau Farbissna. Go back and see her Austin Powers. I I feel like she could just do a fun We all went a very similar face and and body size. Uh, Did you do an Eleanor, Chris' mother? Don't have a good one, but off the cuff, I'm going to go the uh, social worker from um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, that works for me. Just off the cuff. Didn't even think of her. I know she plays a big role. Uh, She's the sister of somebody, I think, in real life, but I can't remember. Very well could be. Um, I did Kathleen Turner. You would know her as the voice of Monster House, the house, and uh, you know other things. Oh, <laughs> Kathleen Turner! I might have done as the uh, the single mom that brings in uh, a pony and a bicycle. Just oh, her sultry voice. Yeah, I don't know why she wasn't the white, the like the crisp wife because she totally was the one. You know what I mean? That definitely seemed like crisp wife, and that would have been my first, second, and third perp. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, speaking of which, who'd you have as crisp? Okay, I did Michael Rooker. You're going to know him as the blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. It okay. was a total voice. Like, it's just that grasping voice. That, that works for me. He, Toss I mean, a he, ponytail he, on that guy. And he plays a villain all the time. It he works plays, for me. He plays the goon, but in, like, big blockbuster Big movies. movies. <laughs> Not generic. Uh, 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 90s action comedies. Yeah, but I was going to say um, stunt show movies. This sure. is a stunt show movie action. I want the darker version if Ivan Reitman got his way. I did Javier Bardem. Well, yeah, I could have. That's obviously way better. That's a better I was movie. also having a problem. I was trying to think of good ponytails, but then I was just like, what am I doing here? I, I scoured the internet for ponytails. Same. I, just, I just couldn't find it. So I want a guy that seems 
to have been able to play that type of character. Yeah, uh, he was better than mine. Javier Bardem would have been real good. Who would have added Phoebe? quite a bit to the role. Who'd you have as Phoebe, his partner? Uh, Phoebe, I um two. I either have the more realistic one is Patricia Richardson. She plays the mom from um, Home Improvement. Okay. Or Holly Hunter. Okay. I see. I see why you're doing that kind of stuff, yeah. voice wise. Yeah. Uh, hear it's me a out. Voice thing. I had two initially. I landed on Melissa McCarthy because it is a comedic role. And she does, but it's and not does, a straight comedic role. No, but that's why I also did Tina Fey because doesn't it seem like she'd be a good substitute teacher too, and just like a by the book cop? Yeah, but she ain't gritty. Yeah, I know. But you that's can't why see I, her out in the field. And I'm sticking with Melissa McCarthy. I actually then. think, and I rarely do this. I won that category. I wrote. No, that, you're doing that. pretty good so far. Uh, who'd you have for Joyce, the teacher mother? Um, so I thought of a lot of generic people. Arnold's lover. <laughs> Something. <laughs> um, I went Meg Ryan specifically. Between like Joe and the volcano and um, when Harry met Sally, young okay. Meg Ryan before she, you know. Mine's interesting, and I'm gonna have to explain it. I did Blake Lively, and it's because of her role Forever. in the t- her role in the town. Where I'm like, oh, she made a mistake and married Crisp, and now she's just a teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> Plus, if I'm being honest, as much as I like her and Ryan Reynolds' relationship, she's not the best actress. No, I don't think so. But yeah. I think she, I, I like the Blake Lively. I think um, get ready for our episode someday on Adeline. Maybe <laughs> Adeline. Uh, last but not least, who'd you have as Kimball? I went chalk. I thought about it. I could have gone. Well, I'll let you go first because I, I don't did think... the Rock. I was like, here's who it is nowadays. I could have done the Rock nowadays, but I thought, how could we make this exact same movie? Let it be Jean Claude Van Damme. It's pretty much Lionheart. I mean, in the the sequel, we do get Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, but John Claude Van Damme, he's the muscles from Bustles. He got the accent. He's got the action. That's true. That would have been a good replacement. You know, Uh, but of course, The Rock is like, who it could have been. Let's hear some what ifs. We do have a lot of what ifs on this one, actually. Uh, So these were all for the role of John Kimball. Bill Murray was up for it. Patrick Swayze. Jack Nicholson. Danny DeVito. Chuck Norris. Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. All those make sense because this is just a generic movie. Hey, this is a family friendly movie. Let's get a star in here and let's crank it out for like 10 million bucks. Or Which one do you want the most? Swayze? Me too. I want Swayze. Swayze 100%. Version. That mm. is a good movie, maybe. The Swayze uh, has got the perfect temperament for me. Also, up for the role of Crisp, Christian Slater was considered, but he turned it down because he didn't want to get typecast as just a villain all the time. So he just stopped making movies in general. Sure did. Uh, and finally, Elijah Wood auditioned for the child actor, but he uh, said it was the worst audition he ever had. <laughs> well, I don't think he missed out on it. Would he have nah. made the movie better? Nah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he would have. I don't think... Here's Cameron is my take on kids' actors. If they, as long as they don't pull you down from the movie, it worked. Sometimes they can elevate the movie, but that's... Few you don't always between. get a Finding Neverland. But you know what? Pretty short cast. Let's move it on to Mount Rushmore. Top, Top four. four. Mount Rushmore Top 4. This week, we're doing action stars making a departure into family-friendly movies. Jordan, you're going to go first. What's your top one? This one's kind of, uh, eh, maybe, maybe it isn't. Um, I'm going to go Sly Sylvester Stallone. Okay. And you're going to be like, did Sly make a family-friendly movie? Yeah, it's called Over the Top, where he's that truck driver with his son. It's a weird movie, oh, yeah. arm wrestling. Yeah, also, it's a departure. Also, um, 
He's like in one of the Spy Kids, I think, or one of the like. Sp- I mean, I'm sure he's got some cameos, but over the top is family friendly enough for me that it's a departure. That was not a straight action movie. I get that. He's a dad in it in some capacity. Do you know what that just reminded me of that I wasn't going to say, but I'll save it for the end here. Uh, My number one is, well, really number two, but the one that always like struck me is like, wow, this is a departure. When Vin Diesel did the pacifier, that was, that's what Megan shouted out. I think it's probably just because Arnold wasn't making movies. It was just such a big shock because he was doing nothing but triple X and like fast and furious and just didn't see it coming. I'm going to go with obviously the rock. You have a couple options here. Which one are you going to choose? Well, it's the Tooth Fairy. Okay. You also have... Or, sorry. Go ahead. You also have the game plan as an option. It's weird. Um, and there, I think it's maybe one more, too, before he started just doing popcorn movies. Something happened with The Rock where he was pretty much on the Arnold Schwarzenegger trajectory. Mm-hmm. But then we all agreed he's charismatic and funny enough that he can do what he wants now. And he's... Maybe our biggest comedic star with Kevin Hart. Well, we also Nobody found out he works well with Kevin Hart. And we're like, let's keep that going. He got buddy. Up. I don't know what the Hulk did. Hulk Hogan. He had uh, Mr. Name. Well, let's finish it out here. What's your, what's your, okay. let's, what are our last ones here? So I, I didn't have a good one. This was kind of a tougher list than I thought. So like John Cena probably has some, but I don't give a shit about John Cena. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Jackie Chan. Okay. He does have what, one or two options, I think. Yeah. So I went Jackie Chan. He. His style of action really is family friendly, even though it's more buddy cop in a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But he does some some family friendly. I guess he's the Mr. Miyagi in the reboot of True. But then I mean that was just a reboot yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh just to get that John Cena one, I'm gonna fill out the number four spot with playing with fire. John Cena it was him trying to get out of wrestling and into acting. And you know what? I really do like him on uh this new show where he's a superhero. Shit. And why can't I think of what it's called? Peacemaker. I actually am a pretty okay. big fan of Peacemaker. It's funny. He 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 won me over, so I do like John Cena. Uh, now just some honorable mentions to fill it out here. We were saying it a second ago, but Mr. Nanny with the Hulk. I've actually never seen it, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. up there pretty high on the list. Uh, and then more recently, David Batista. He, he started with My Spy getting into the acting game. Oh, yeah. David Batista did kind of make the crossover, that's for sure. As far as action stars, and it's a little bit different from them because he's not as bulky, but did cross over to not family-friendly films, but more mainstream and comedic roles and worked really well. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham. Oh, that's actually true. He was on the list for a few things, but, I, but he, it was just kind of a wild card. Bruce Willis different. also had Raising... Um, shit. Raising Hope? Raising, Mer- Mer- Raising Mercury? Oh, yeah. He really did move into... I mean, he had The, the kid. kid. Yeah, he had a few different he things. He had a lot of family-friendly ones towards like the middle part of his career. You know who actually... And this is weird. When, I, when we came up with this category action stars that kind of crossed over into family-friendly movies. Mm-hmm. The closest comparison I could come to is not an action star, but a comedic star. It's really closer to Robin Williams. This could have been... Mm. The reason he was up for this, this could have been a Robin Williams movie. I kind of get what you're saying. Arnold Schwarzenegger could have been in Jack. There's a lot of crossovers. Hey, we just need a guy that people are going to sit and watch. I kind of get what we you're saying. We know they yeah. started in comedy. We know they started as whatever the fuck Arnold was, action. Mr. Universe in action. It doesn't matter what the movie is. This is PG, PG-13. Come sit down and watch these two. And, and they pull it off. True. I guess it's a difference. The only difference is I think that Robin Williams really could do could. Terminator 1 or 2. And I don't think that Arnold could probably do the same amount of comedies. No, not at all. Uh, so that was our take on action stars moving over to family friendly. And that was our take on Kindergarten Cop. 
If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, We're just a grassroots podcast, so rating, review, all that good stuff does help us. And make sure you check out all the good stuff from the Majestic Jam Network. I'm not crazy. Urban Hermit. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.